0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. What's going on, everybody? Justin Morgenstein back with you here for another edition of Phillies Today. The truck is officially on its way down to Clearwater, baby. As we speak, we have pitchers and catchers reporting to camp next week. We have spring training games just underway in a couple of weeks, so... I am at the point where I am just dying for this thing to get going. So we are going to get into this current roster as currently constructed today. We're going to talk about Dave Dombrowski's interview with the WIP Morning Show this week. A lot of great insight there from the Phillies president of baseball operations. And uh want to get into some rumors as well. Some trade rumors, some free agent rumors that are going around. Uh, a lot you know, more news in the Phillies world this week. So that's always a plus. And I don't know about you guys, but... Every time I hear Dave Dombrowski speak, it just gets me so fired up about baseball. He's so knowledgeable, doesn't give you the BS cookie-cutter answers like a lot of baseball front office people do. And I think he truly gave the fans and you know, gave us some great insight this week on what has kind of gone into this offseason and why things have been as quiet as they've been. And uh, But he got me fired up for the season. I had a few takeaways. And uh, then I want to discuss just how I feel about this 2024 Phillies team as a whole, as currently constructed, and if they can manage to finish the job this year. So let's dive into it. Want to get to a lot here, but the first big thing I took away from the interview with Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie this week was that right away, Dombrowski made it clear, or pretty clear, that as of right now, the opening day lineup will very likely have Johan Rojas in center field when the Braves come to town on March 28th. What he said, what he specifically said uh, when he was asked is, it's likely but not definitive. Uh, He talked about how Rojas has been with the Phillies hitting staff all winter and has made some pretty big strides in terms of his mechanics and his approach. And that for what he does defensively in center field, which we know is just incredible defense. Like there are good defenders and then there are plus-plus defenders. Johan Rojas is a plus-plus defender. Uh, If he continues to do that defensively in center field, and if he can just become an adequate offensive player in the 9 spot for you, then he can still be an incredibly valuable person, incredibly valuable player to have on your team and can absolutely contribute to a winning ball club this year. You know, I heard Todd Zalecki bring this up the other day when he came on. I think it was with Glenn Mack now and uh, Jody Mack on one Sunday. Uh, people forget that Carlos Ruiz, in 2008, terrible offensive player. Jucha 219, slugged 300, an OPS-plus, which is league average is 100. He had an OPS plus of 63 in 2008, which frankly is absolutely terrible. And Charlie Manuel continuously had to answer to reporters as to why Carlos Ruiz would stay in the Phillies lineup, and he repeatedly had to harp on the fact that he did so much for that pitching staff and did so much defensively behind the plate. And while his defensive or his offensive impact was certainly a work in progress at the time, he had a ton of value to the winning that team had, and obviously it worked out for them. They won it all that year. And then from 2009 to 2012, as he continues to get to at bats and continues to tweak his approach and mechanics, and they continue to work with him, he turns into one of the best hitting catchers in the sport. So, you know, would Cody Bellinger be a nice guy to throw in the middle of your lineup right now? I know everyone you know, has been talking about Cody Bellinger this week. Yeah, sure. that sounds great. But at the same time, I'll tell you that although Bellinger's bat is significantly better than Rojas at the moment, you know, Bellinger, despite being, you know, a gold glover and a pretty good outfielder himself, he's not anywhere near the defender that Johan Rojas is. And I'm not sure that anyone in baseball is for that matter. And it is evident that this front office has a lot of faith in Johan Rojas. And if he can just find, you know, that happy medium of where he was in the regular season last year, which was, you know, a really good hitter actually, and, you know, exceeded the expectations of everybody, uh, kind of as he... Made his for or got his first at-bats in the big leagues. If you can find a happy medium between that and obviously the not so good, which we saw in the postseason, I think that puts the Phils in a really good spot to win and he becomes a very valuable player. My only major concern with it would be, you know, say he struggles big time in spring training. Uh, he has a lot of the same swing and miss tendencies that we saw in the postseason last year, and it just it's clear that he needs work from the at-bats. What's your backup plan? I guess they probably just would Platoon, Pache, and Cave out there in the outfield? I know, uh, I think somebody, one of the Phillies beat reporters was talking about the Phillies' fourth outfielder at the moment, and that is kind of definitively Jay Cave and you know Pache if lefties are on the mound. Uh, so that would probably be the Platoon if Rojas starts the year, you know, getting a couple hundred ABs down in AAA. Uh, but I think it would just be nice to have an established veteran to maybe take some of that pressure off him in spring training. Uh, but it'll no doubt be the biggest storyline to watch you know, as we watch the team in Clearwater, and I will certainly be locked in on those Johan Rojas at-bats in spring training. You just hope he takes that spot and he runs with it. Uh, Dave Dombrowski has so many good things to say about Johan Rojas. We've seen him working out all offseason, so I love him. You just got you hope it works out for him, uh, but at the same time, you don't want it to ruin a potential chance of getting back to the World Series, and it's kind of the only minor hole offensively that you have on your team. Uh, is that nine spot? And look, are they a slightly better nine hitter away from you know, winning the World Series last year? Probably not, but uh, it would be an improvement at that matter. And, you know, Dave Dombrowski always looks to make improvements. So that is where he was kind of at with Rojas. He didn't fully commit to him to being the center fielder on opening day, but from all indications, it seems like if you had to bet money on it, Johan Rojas will be the Phillies' opening day center fielder and batting ninth. So, yeah, that's the Rojas stuff. And uh, also, some of you, you know, m- maybe saying with this, you could have put Kyle Schwerber back and left and brought back Reese Hoskins to be the DH. If you wanted, I guess, a more optimal offensive lineup, you would have, you know, Martian Center and maybe you start Rojas and A there. Uh, well, Dave Dombrowski also explained a little as well yesterday uh, that one of their big or not yesterday, on Wednesday, that one of their big priorities uh, starting in the middle of last season was getting Kyle Schwerber out of the field and having him DH on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, once Harper committed to first base, uh, they felt pretty comfortable with Kyle being the DH every day and you know, having the defensive-minded outfield. So that's what kind of leads into that decision, I think. And, you know, he did talk about how those are the difficult choices. The most difficult choices you have to make as a GM and an executive. Because you know what Reese not only meant to this team, but to the city. And uh, he had nothing but respect for Reese and had plenty of good things to say, but that's kind of what went into that decision for this front office. And uh, while it wasn't an easy one, it was one that they you know, felt pretty comfortable making. So uh, something else he brought up at the morning show, guys, which makes me think that the offseason is not done here, is that he basically said without saying that they made offers to Jordan Hicks and Robert Stevenson, but that they the team couldn't give them the opportunities that they were looking for specifically. Uh, what he actually said was that they were very much in on two relievers. Uh, one of which, quote, wanted an opportunity to be a starter and not to come out of the pen. Which you can connect the dots there and say it was, you know, Jordan Hicks who signed, I think it was four years, forty-four million with the Giants to become a starter, and uh, maybe he could have been talking about Jacob Junis, who the Phillies I know were also in on. But my guess is that it was Hicks because they so emphatically announced the Giants did that he wanted to become a starter again, and their attentions were to make him a starter. So I'm thinking that was probably Hicks, who hey would have been a great guy to have in that pen. Certainly an upgrade. Uh, still throw. Uh, obviously really hard. The has always been there for him. It's always been a control thing. And uh, the other guy uh, who I figured he was talking about is, uh, he talked about how one of the relievers they went after they wanted to stay closer to home on the West Coast and grew up in California. And I'm guessing that was Robert Stevenson, uh, who did grow up in California, just uh, up the road from L.A., and uh, he signs with the Angels. And, again, I talked about him multiple times on this pod. Would have been a guy who I would have loved to bring in here. I had a lot of success with the Tampa Bay Rays last year. Uh, so, for me, both of these kind of indicate that they probably want one more right-handed reliever in the back of that bullpen because, you know, again, those are two guys I would have loved for them to bring in. It could have been upgrades for sure. But there are a couple trade rumors out there, which I'm going to get to in a little bit. And also a couple free agents out there that I think would possibly uh, be on Dave Dombrowski's radar if I am the Phillies' president of baseball operations. Ryan Stanek is one of them who we've talked about a little bit. Uh, fastball still in the upper nineties, and he had a big impact on the Astros winning a title in 2022. So uh, I'm just not totally, totally convinced that you can rely on Hoffman to be the same guys last year for Sir Anthony return to 2022 Sir Anthony, and you know for Kirkering to definitively have that breakout. So. That is what uh, I think we're all, you know, kind of hoping for. But at the same time, you, you can't rely on that just to, you know, get through the year. But uh, bringing in a veteran that has pitched a lot of high stress innings over his career, with ability to help in high leverage situations, would be ideal. But uh, unfortunately, those pickings are getting slim, especially after those two guys who uh, I just mentioned that would have fit the mold really well there. But similar to the lineup, this bullpen as is is probably. I would say definitely a top three bullpen in the sport right now. And how they performed last year was you know nothing short of you know, really, really important for this team. And uh, if you get the production that you had last year and essentially replace Kimbrel with a more seasoned Orion Kirkering, uh, I would be very okay with this pen as is. Uh, would an upgrade be nice for sure. I still would love to upgrade this bullpen, but it just seems like a move is pretty or somewhat unlikely at this point, unless it's someone for depth purposes like they just did with uh, bring in uh Michael Rucker from uh, the Cubs who will probably be up and down from AAA this year and just will be there for depth purposes. They let go of Bilotti uh, to bring in Michael Rucker earlier this week. So Dabrowski, moving on a little here, pretty much said the same thing about the starting pitching as well. I uh, talked about Taiwan Walker a little bit and first of all how you know, he's doing good with the team. I know I uh, took to social media after the postseason and wasn't thrilled with his role. and uh, but he said they've spoken to him. He said he's fine with Taiwan Walker being the number four pitcher of this team, and that you know Christopher Sanchez has pretty much earned the right to be in the rotation as well, given what he did last year, which I would definitely agree with. Uh, they love that Ranger or Dombrowski said that he's going to be coming to camp on time this year, healthy for the first time in a little while. And he made sure to mention that they're hoping to get a lot of innings out of Ranger this year and that he's very capable of doing that, something he hasn't been able to do in the last couple years due to injury. And one year he couldn't get to spring training on time because he had visa issues, I believe. So uh, he obviously talked about how happy they are also to have Nola back and that the adjustments he made at the end of last season with the slide step and the pitch clock, that he could be in for a really, really good season. Hey, even year Aaron Nola, it's typically going to go well for him. So we'll see there with Aaron Nola. And uh, with Wheeler, he made it pretty evident that they'd love to get an extension done at one point with Zach Wheeler because he knows how much he means to this team. And, but like Noah last year, it's never easy to get this done with the offseason winding down, and uh, you're kind of on the clock there. But Ken Rosenthal did say uh, on a podcast, I believe it was foul territory with Scott Braun, Todd Frazier, uh, Phyllis legend Eric Kratz on there as well. And uh, he said that the Zach Wheeler extension, quote, I'm quoting here, simply going to happen, which would kind of, you know, indicate another reason why the Phillies have been really quiet after signing Nola this offseason. And hey, whether you believe it, that contract situation, anything last year, the contract situation with Aaron Nola had anything to do with his struggles. uh, It would be great for the team to get Zach Wheeler, to get him done before the season gets going, just so there's no distraction there as the year is going along. There's a comfortability factor. I think you could argue right now that Zach Wheeler is pretty definitively a top three pitcher in the sport. So locking up uh, Zach Wheeler before the 2024 season gets going would be ideal for everyone involved and really just you know set your one-two for years to come. And uh, I know Andrew Painter he talked about for a little bit. He's probably not coming back till 2025. No real shocker there. But starting in 2025 to have Andrew Painter here, uh, to have these guys, uh, Nolan Wheeler both here, to have Ranger Suarez still here. That would be a rotation that I think all Phillies fans could look forward to. So uh, that is kind of where, and again, like the bullpen, I think this is one of the best rotations in the sport if you look top to bottom at the guys they have. And I know I like to crap on Tywon Walker a little bit on this pod, and if I could erase his contract, I I still would. But having him as your, I guess, least dependable starter right now as a guy that won 15 games last year is ideal, at least in the regular season. He's going to be able to give you innings, so... Yeah, that is where we are at with the pitching staff, and if things are going well, or aren't going well with him, you can adjust the deadline. Uh, see how McGable looks as well this year. So I do feel comfortable with this staff heading into the year, even though I will still, I would still like an upgrade. Uh, I will say, and I wanted to get to this that in terms of trade options or free agent options still out there, I do not think the Snell and Montgomery stuff is dead yet because. Dombrowski made sure to emphasize that they will always look you know, to make a move that will make the team better. But to me, that would be such a, sim- a very similar scenario to Castellano signing in March of 2021 when the market just keeps these guys unsigned and maybe you can bring one on a shorter contract, higher AAV, better team value. Mark Feinstein, John Morosi, both of MLB Network, mentioned in an article yesterday that there had been some buzz about the Phillies jumping in for either of them potentially and that you know they could become prime candidates the longer the free agency stretches out uh and Dave Dombrowski is too smart and too diligent with this stuff to not be monitoring it you know 24/7 or just throughout the next few weeks so I really wouldn't be shocked if they got one of them I would love it it would be I think the staff would be among the best in baseball I know you have the Dodgers I know you have the Braves but I think the Phillies would absolutely be right there if they get one of these guys, and it would just create so much depth for you. And I, it would be a legitimate playoff threat to other to opposing postseason teams. I just think that it would be uh, a really good thing for this team to be able to sign another starting pitcher, especially of the caliber of Blake Snell, won the Cy Young out last year, and Jordan Montgomery's pitched in a ton of big games and one World Series with the Rangers last year. So. Uh, Last thing I wanted to touch on before we get out of here today is the rumor that Howard Eskin, our very own, brought up yesterday on the WIP morning show yesterday about Emmanuel Classe. If you missed it, Howard was on with the morning show yesterday, Joe and John, uh, and brought up something that was pretty interesting regarding Emmanuel Classe, of course, the closer of the Cleveland Guardians. He said the Phillies have spoken to Cleveland about Classe, who has, of course, been you know, one of the best closers in the sport over the past couple of years, and is coming off two All-Star appearances and uh, leading all of baseball in saves the last two years. Last year, he had 44, uh, which is, you know, obviously remarkable. But Howard said the Phillies have been in contact with them, but have been unwilling to include, uh, you know, one of their better prospects, Justin Crawford. Uh, young outfielder in any potential deal, and that Cleveland is really looking to get a package that includes him. And look, I'll say this. Klaasai is 25 years old. He'll be 26 when the season starts and is the type of guy you acquire right now if you want to make a true splash before the season starts. And of course, he immediately makes your bullpen deeper. And just by a ripple effect with your right-handers, it sets you up for an ideal high leverage situation because you're able to have a number of arms at your disposal. It also gives the Phillies that bona fide closer that everyone seems to like as opposed to the committee uh, and that they'll probably end up going with to start the year. But in regards to Crawford, I don't like giving up prospects. Uh, as Jack Fritz likes to say here at the station, I am a prospect hugger. Uh, but I will say that if the Phillies really believe in Rojas's future in terms of him being the everyday center fielder and it works out to start the year, then it may give you the luxury of shopping Crawford I and mean, you may have him at your disposal maybe not right now, but at the deadline or eventually, if Rojas progresses the way they hope, you don't really need a specialized defensive outfielder who needs to work on their hit tool because you kind of already have that. And do I think Rojas can be further along or do I think Crawford can be further along than Rojas bat-wise once he comes up in 2026? It probably. I think that he has the contact tool, but the power is probably all not there right now. But if there is a move and it doesn't, have to be class A, but just speaking about anyone here, if the front office truly feels it's going to make the team that much better right now, then I think they go do it because of the age of this core and the fact this team feels like it kind of needs to win in the next couple of years here, especially with, you know, Bryce, JT, Trey, uh, Nola, Wheeler, a number of these guys are in their 30s, and they're all in the prime of their careers right now, and they're not getting any younger either. So I think they're going to be aggressive, uh, you know, here from the start till the start of the season and potentially the deadline as well. The only pushback that I will have in terms of going after Class A specifically or a reliever of that ilk specifically is that I mentioned it before. I think the Phillies have a top three bullpen as currently constructed right now. I think you have some great late inning options. Like I think Alvarado is a great late inning option. I think I've talked about it before. I think Orion Kirkring could win the closer job. I know we had some struggles in the postseason last year, but if they can get his fastball right and they can get him throwing it more often, I mean, that slider's nasty, man. So I think that they have multiple options that they can close with. I know they're probably going to start out with the closer by committee. I know people don't love that, but that is probably what they're going to start the year as, as, by doing that. I don't know if Class A is a true need right now. And if they like Crawford a lot, which I know they do, he's, I think, a top three or four ranked prospect in their system right now, and he's a top 100, I believe he's 77th overall ranked prospect, then it's more of a luxury to get a reliever when you have a bullpen this good. And if you really believe in Crawford, I just think that it's probably not worth it to give up you know, a prospect that's so young and that you think can really develop into something uh, in Justin Crawford. So I really think at the end of the day, they probably don't make a move like this Especially if it involves Crawford or Aiden Miller, who's uh, another position player, third baseman that, you know, their first round pick last year, who's been really good and has, you know, given them really good results so far and uh, they like for the future for sure. But I will say, I just don't know if it's as it's a need as to where they have to give up something they seriously don't want to. So that is where I'm kind of at with the Classe stuff. It probably doesn't end up happening, but there's no doubt that I would get excited if the Phillies got Emmanuel Classe. His. You know, velocity is incredible. Uh, he's just got nasty, nasty stuff. And he's put up the numbers over the last few years. And Cleveland, it seems like, is in a bit of a transitional phase. I know they still have Jose Ramirez, but they're in a bit of a transitional phase uh, after not making the postseason last year and could be trying to get a little younger, trying to build their farm system up a little bit. So it doesn't totally shock me that Cleveland uh, is trying to potentially, you know, get a little younger and sell Class A while he's still young and his value is still high because I believe he has some years of arbitration left. So whatever team gets him would have him under team control for a little while there as well, which in baseball is always uh, an important thing to have. So uh, great player, would love Emmanuel Classe, but uh, I'm not totally sure that that uh, is realistic for the Phillies at this point. And uh, eh, I just... I would be much more in on the Snell Montgomery thing in terms of free agency right now. I just think that if you add one more starter to this team, you can kind of bump everyone back, and you can use Sanchez either a sixth starter or a long man. It looks like they're going to start Taiwan Walker from what Dave Dombrowski said, which again I don't love, but given the contract, I understand you have to give him the chance here. Uh, I think that you could really bolster the depth of this rotation. It could become one of the most dangerous in the sport because the two teams you're going to be competing with in the National League, the Dodgers have, especially they just got Kershaw back, so they have a phenomenal rotation. I guess that's you know, Yamamoto, Walker Bueller. Uh, they trade it for Glass now. Uh, they still have uh, Bobby Miller, uh, Sheehan, and, of course, uh, Clayton Kershaw. So that's an unbelievable rotation. The Braves still have Strider, uh, you know, they bring in Chris Sale. Uh, they still have Freed, who you know is as good as it gets, and uh, they they they're going to be there as well. So those are the two teams you're competing against. They have great starting pitching, and uh, not the Phillies don't. But I think adding one more arm would you know create some fear there, and would definitely be a challenge for any team in a postseason series. So would still love to add a starter if possible. And uh, I've kind of just succumbed to the fact that I think that they are probably done in terms of signing position players here and that they are going to roll with uh, what they're rolling with. Dave Dombrowski said that there aren't many holes in terms of the lineup and you know what they're trying to do there. But, uh, yeah, expect Johan Rojas to be the opening day center fielder. Uh, Jake Cave, Pache, uh, they're you know backup outfielders, I guess, when you still have Castellanos in right and Marsh in left there. So, yeah, that's kind of where the lineup is at, and that is going to wrap it up for this edition of Phillies Today. And uh, by the time we are talking next week, next Friday, pitchers and catchers will have reported to Clearwater and this thing will be underway. So I'm excited to start talking about some games again, excited to start doing some recaps and, uh, you know, we'll have fun this year. And I'm just really, really excited that the soft season is winding down and that we're going to have a chance to talk about some real meaningful baseball stuff. You know, as much as the, you know, Sixers are really lifting my spirits these days and, uh, you know, the the Super Bowl this weekend, not having the Eagles. I am glad that baseball is back. I'm glad to be talking some baseball. So really, really looking forward to it this year. Again, if you guys have listened all offseason, really appreciate it. We will be getting into some much more exciting stuff, I promise, during the regular season. And uh, for Phillies 24-7, thank you once again for listening. And have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week.